0: Hey, what's up everybody? How you doing? This is the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Eubanks. Today's episode is a special one. I've got Mr. Scott Tilley on again. For those of you who've been tuning in since the beginning, he was a co-host with me for the first 12, 13, 14 episodes and really encouraged me to get this podcast going from the very beginning. I love him dearly. He's a brother and he's going through some life changes. He's a minister of the gospel. He's a fitness dude. He owns his own fitness business. He's a father, a husband, and a good friend. He is a great all around man. And I wanted to chat with him a little bit about how to navigate seasons, how to navigate the changing of seasons that we all go through. The Lord's really been sharing with me the importance of us as the church, as believers, not only recognizing when seasons change, but also understand and know how to maneuver in them, how to navigate, how to go from season to season. So many of us experience hurt. So many of us experience pain and traumatic situations, and it leaves a scar in a season, And we carry that with us into the next season. If you've been through that, if you know someone who has gone through that, I think this will be a good episode for you and maybe a good episode for you to share with your friends. I wrote a blog a few months ago called The Five Keys to Boldly Stepping Into Your New Season. We talk about that blog a little bit on this episode and we go through the five keys and how Scott and how myself relate to them and have maneuvered through them, I think it's going to be very, very helpful. So just to make note, if you're interested in reading the article, it's on kingdombringer.com. There's a link in the show notes. You can grab that. You can share that. That'd be awesome. Five keys on how to boldly step into your new season. I believe the Lord wants to wake us up as believers, wants to wake us up as the church so that we can shine everywhere we go we can shine everywhere we are. And so maybe you're stepping into a new season. It's time to shine in that place. I think this episode is going to help you better do that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, this is episode 85, Navigating Seasons with Scott Tilley. Be blessed. So last time we chatted, man, I think it, it's funny because I, I asked you to come back on. I'm like, man, it wasn't that long ago that you came back on. It was February, bro. Did you know that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a long time. It man. was
0: February. There's a, a lot that's happened <laughs> in, in oh, both of oh. our lives and in the world since February. I've been, Doggy. one of the things I want to talk to you about, man, was I've, I've had it on my heart a lot the idea of navigating seasons. And I've talked about it a little bit on my, on the podcast, and I've written an article about it actually months ago, but the Lord continues to bring up this idea that much of the church is not equipped to properly navigate like the changing of seasons. And I feel like, it's, it's, it's extremely important for us to first recognize the seasons, right? The Bible says that Mm -hmm. there's a time for everything, right? And Mm -hmm. I think if we, if we're so focused on like what's in front of us, we're going to lose sight sometimes of what's actually changing around us, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but after having some conversation with you, it, it definitely sounds like you're in a, a, uh, a changing of seasons mode. And I thought this would be a good, a good time for us to kind of, first of all, catch up a little bit, but also uh, discuss some, some navigation points in our, in your journey and my journey. And I think it's going to help some people out. I do. I think it's going to help bring some freedom to maybe some confusing times, some chaotic mindsets I think that come with with the changing of a season so first of all man uh, what's what's been going on in your life since last February um, you haven't even you hadn't even gone to next level experience at that point you hadn't started a business at that point you hadn't um, you were still pastoring at a church at that point talk to me a little bit about uh, the the season that you're currently in right now how is it How has it shifted? How has your your life shifted seasons?
1: Shifted, that's a good word. Um, I I think at large, man, I I couldn't pinpoint one specific area. I think there's so many things changing for us right now. Um, We are in the middle of a move right now to a much smaller town, um, kind of secluded, almost a country home um i'm not pastoring the same church we were last time that we had talked i have been to next level since then and i think um just a snippet about that i think that we can go into that thinking that that's going to change everything for us and it's, it's almost like a level up and for me if, if worldly standards looking at it i've taken a step back
0: yeah and it may have added some chaos yeah
1: yeah yeah um Not necessarily the NLE itself, because it is an amazing, amazing program run by amazing people, but me analyzing the things in my life that were already chaotic, now that I'm at, I have to actually deal with them. And I I could have probably pressed them and pushed them in in previous seasons to where, you know, I could have dove deeper into ministry or deeper into relationships outside of the home where this has really caused me to see what areas of my relationships that are the closest to me need fixing and not just fixing, but restoration, I guess would be a better word. Cause God doesn't really fix stuff. He restores it. And, um, that, that for me is where we're at. I, it's not fun for me. Um, I, you know, my heart for ministry has always been on a large scale and I, it feels like looking at the physical things of what's happening with us, it's downsized now i'm sitting under an an amazing pastor that um i just i love watching him um and glean from him but it you know i think there's always that tension of when you preach or when you pastored you know i think that if you're not your flesh is always like that you know that should be me or I, i need to be preaching or i need to be you know i need the microphone or or whatever and and so you Really, with this season, has been a chance for me that to, to, to sit, just sit back and learn, yeah, and not just learn about church culture, but learn about um, areas with my wife and I that that I've um, probably not spent as much attention on, on as I should on my children, or debate um, a business, or just work in general, whatever whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm laboring, and you know. You said season, you know, a change of seasons, Ecclesiastes 3, there's, there's a time for everything. And sometimes, man, we don't like that time. Yeah. I mean, read through that list. A yeah. time to be born, a time to die, a time to plan, a time to uproot what was planted, a time to sow, a time to tear. Like uh, some of those things are, are really hard to grasp and hard to, well, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go through those, you know? And yeah. I, I think for me right now, that's where I'm at is I can look at it as chaos. But God's not confused, you know, and that's got to be my, my, my pressure point on, on it, on it is to keep focused on, he's not confused as, as I am right now. He's not confused at all. So, well, I think you're a guy,
0: um, I think you're a guy that ministry, we'll just talk about ministry for a minute. Ministry for you was always very comfortable, I think, right? Like you were in your, probably in your zone, in your comfort zone, Ministry is not always easy, I'm not saying that, but it's, it, the idea of having a platform, having a, a title, a position, having the people in front of you that you can minister to, preaching, that's all very comfortable to you. And so what was kind of neat, I don't think you meant it this way, but I heard kind of a negative tone about NLE, and I, I, I know what you meant. I'm not saying you meant that, but the time maybe. What that brought was not, was it, it didn't bring peace and it didn't bring uh, resolve to your life. I don't think that added thing, but what I believe happened was you got out of your comfort zone and started going towards something new. Like mm-hmm. the idea of business and the idea of like this new thing, I think got you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Am I, am I right with that? No, that's right on. And and now you're experiencing what it's like to be outside of your comfort zone, <laughs> right? Which is yeah. chaos yeah. sometimes and, and confusion and weird stuff. But I think ultimately, yeah. in order for you to ever be an effective minister, you're going to have to be in this place of like growth from where you used to be, right? Yeah. So yeah. talk talk about that a little bit about how, maybe some things, that, this isn't about NLE, but some things you experienced just from stepping out and, and doing something new with mm-hmm. with business, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I think that's the blessing of that whole entire experience is that that's what it's designed to do. I mean, McIntyre says that from the beginning, you know, it's not for snowflakes. That's one of the things he always says, and it's going to challenge you. It's going to crush you. And I think that's the weight of God's glory sometimes is if you're completely comfortable all the time, then you are you really doing what the Lord has called you to do. If everything's easy for you. And and like you said, you're standing in your comfort zone and there's really no, I'm a, I'm a fitness guy. So there's no growth for me outside of discomfort. Yeah. like there, You have to tear your muscles down to build them up. And and that, that's what the physical part of that has always been easy for me, but now I'm dealing with the spiritual and the mental side of that's it. Good. And yeah. that's what, uh, and yeah. that, that's what that program did for me. That's what that experience did for me with McIntyre and then was, you know, go, going home thinking, man, there's just a lot of stuff that I need to be better at, you know, intellectually, yeah. mentally, spiritually, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of that program is it's designed that way. And it's really pushed me into a place where it's like sink or swim. But, but even in, but even in sync, even in the sink part of it, Jesus is not going to let my hand go, you know, and I've, I've, I told you this a lot, I think before, but when I was, when I was pastoring in Buckland and it looks totally different to me now looking back, Yeah. thankfully, and I think it should, uh, the Lord had given me a word that I'm going to, I'm going to give you grace while you grow. And I didn't know what that meant. I just meant that, Oh, we're going to grow and there's going to be grace applied, you know, but now pastor
0: heard the word grow. We all know what that (laughs)
1: means. Exactly. And, And looking back now, I'm seeing that, um, he has really given me grace through all my mistakes while I'm growing, like intellectually, spiritually, mentally, physically, all of it. Like he, his grace has been upon it and and in it to see basically maybe in a season where I don't quite see what's in front of me, but there's going to be grace growing through that, and I'm going to make yeah. mistakes, and there's going to be times when I feel like I'm failing. And, you know, that's been a lot lately. It's like, dang, am I really – doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's been my question most days now yeah. for the last six months. You know, like, am I doing what you want me to do? Like, you know, there's those seasons where you hear so you hear so quick from the Lord, it's almost scary. Like there's seasons where you pray and it's almost immediate. But then there's also those times where you pray and you feel like your prayer is hitting the ceiling and bouncing right back down. Yeah. And that's definitely where I've been. And I think as much has been spoken into it and about it, you can't really get recollection of it unless you're going through it. Yeah, And I think that that's where God has us right now, man, is, is just going through it, you know? And it's yeah. not like, we just go to church through this to get to the next glory. It's like, yeah. no, I really want to, I think he's like, I really want to teach you something right here. And if you don't pay attention,
0: you're going to miss it. That's good. And so, Well, I think one, one thing too, you talked about your, and for those of you who don't know, NLE is a, is next level experience. It's a, uh, event or program that Michael McIntyre puts on in Dallas, and it's people all around the world now actually um, come check it out, kind of get wrecked a little bit, get out of their comfort zone, learn some new things about life, business, love, relationship, all kinds of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It was something I kind of introduced Scotty to, really hoping and believing that uh, business was something that was going to. Uh, be big for him. I know he had a passion to, uh, get into fitness as a, as a business, as a company. And I thought this would be a good launching pad for him. And I think it was, Mm -hmm. but I think one thing that you came out of it and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, as a minister, and you said as a fitness guy, so let's stay with, with the fitness guy, you, you understand and you grasp the idea of the strain when it comes to physical, how important the strain is and how, I mean, you you, you preach it, right, to your clients and to the people that you're working out with, leg day, right? We got to get after it. We got to pound it. We got to hurt. We got to go through pain. But the, the idea of pain in our marriage is not something we want to go through. Mm-hmm. The idea of pain in uh, ministry relationships is not something that we ever want to have to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though you know from the physical side the importance of putting yourself through those difficult grinds that, that you'll come out stronger at the end, we're unwilling, and I'm speaking for myself too, we're often unwilling to get down and dirty and, and the, the grind when it comes to our, our home life, right? And mm-hmm. I uh, Talk about the grace of the growth. I think that sometimes we almost take advantage of that grace word. Oh, God's got my marriage taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Christian man who's married. I'm faithful to my wife. So God's got that part. I'm going to grind in the things that I know I can do. Right. Mm. Which is preaching, mm-hmm. which is ministry, which is weights, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact of the matter is we, we got to grind sometimes in, in every area. And I think yeah. you were, you put yourself when you stepped out of that boat and got uncomfortable with some things, I think you were teetering a little bit with the idea of leaving the church ministry and going mm-hmm. into other areas. I think it, it brought some pain in other areas of your life too, right? Yeah. With your marriage and talk about like, you don't have to get in like specific detail, but talk about that, that, that strain within the marriage that happens when when you're going through this chaos. And and, and what what was that like for you? How did you how did you navigate that? Uh <laughs> how, not very. How not are very you be. currently navigating <laughs> that? <laughs>
1: Learning, so. Learning. <laughs> yeah. um, I think one of the biggest things is our wives are um, our biggest cheerleaders, our biggest supporters. And, and my wife beautifully just goes with it sometimes. She, you know, it's not a lot of friction of, okay, babe, I think you should think about this to pray about this. I'll come up with an idea and say, hey, i'm ah yeah. I'm taking off with this. and she trusts me enough, hearing from the lord and and putting the family's security, you know, at at the utmost that she's just like okay whatever you think we need to do
0: yeah
1: whereas now it's kind of like i've told her i've given the given her the permit permission like babe if this doesn't align with what the lord is saying to you or if you don't feel good about it or if you don't see you know fruit in this i need to know like yeah. immediately because i'll just take stuff and run with it man like oh see if it figures you know if it, see if we can figure it out you yeah. know and yeah and it's you know sometimes that's good but sometimes that's not good and so for me this last six months has been a, a constant dig um in in the things that we have just not done very well and I say we and I say me um in yeah. marriage and in take and the, the things that I just talked about like um, taking care of her security and the kid's security and you know making sure that things are in order because I can do things on the fly I shift gears very easily I I can move in different directions but my wife needs um um sometimes an itinerary of structure to feel safe
0: yeah
1: uh, I need to see what's next I need to know what's in front of me and so I combat that with instead of partnering with that logical concern I'll say well we just gotta have faith it's gonna work you don't off. have
0: faith I have faith you don't have faith That's right. <laughs> yeah no, no. yeah and,
1: And so now it's like, you know what? Maybe that's a warning from Holy Spirit and I'm just running right to the stop sign. Yeah. And that's kind of where I've been. I mean, just move, man. um, I was very comfortable in this home. I love this home. Uh, and you know, we we decided to put the kids back back in school in my hometown, which is 30 miles from here, and that drive was just wearing on her. And and so it was um that was a hard conversation. You know, there were there were conversations of well we need to get back there now i'm tired of driving and you know xyz and and so i'm like well you know all my stuff's here why would we do that and and so now but as logically and prayerfully considered we we got together and prayed and the the consensus was yeah man it makes more sense for me to drive a dodge by myself every day than you with two kids two buckling back to dodge and you know things like that may be little victories for some but it's huge for me and her because it's it's growing it's growing our trust towards yeah. one another when I do those things like instead of just saying I'm the man you need to follow me I'm the spiritual leader of the home no I want you to voice your concerns and 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 why yeah. are they logical is it fear is it you know because one of the things that we say in this house as you can ask my wife is we don't base the we don't base the off of fear in this house and that's just one thing that i've always preached is if we're going to make a decision based off of fear then there's really not a great outcome from it you know and so we're we're continually reminding ourselves of that and concerns and fears are two different things See, we get yeah. we get we get the consensus that both are the same they're not concerning something is not the same as fearing something and so just distinguishing the little things for her that drive her and make her feel safe and secure have been huge for me in this season. And not just noticing those things, but, you know, trying to support the reasoning why behind those things, you know, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that I'm, I want, if I see something, man, I want to go after it. I don't want to hesitate. I don't want to sometimes even pray about it. It's like, I'm going. And I think, more than anything in this season, God's got me under some pretty good people with some pretty good teachings that are really taking me back to my first love and the obedience to follow him just super close and and just get my and derive my answers from that relationship close to the father's heart instead of I'm gonna see if this works out. Yeah. And I that's think good. that's helped her navigate, you know, truth and understanding in whatever situation that we're in. Yeah. Cause she knows. We've had these conversations, man. That you know, I'm not changing. You're not changing. I am who I am. I am who I am. Vice versa. And and those are hard conversations because at the heart of the matter, when you can say all day long, I pray for you, but what you're actually saying is, God, change her heart to fit my uh, agenda. Yep. You know, there's there's a lot of those. They're like, she's in the wrong, God. You know, she's in the wrong. Change her heart so that she fits my agenda, and that's not love.
0: Yeah.
1: That love is love is. Press me, shake me, move me out of the way, Lord, whatever I have to do to make her feel safe and secure
0: and love. That's what needs to happen right now. Yeah.
1: And that's hard, bro, as a man, because we'd like to lead.
0: Yeah, for sure. Know? That's good. One of the things too, I know, I know about you, you're very competitive and I know that you like me when you do something, you do it hard. And when you go after something, you're going after it with, with everything and when, you, when it doesn't end up the way that you think it should or the way that you thought it was going to, there's a sense of failure a little bit. Yeah. And I yeah. think that, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you probably experienced a little bit of that. I know I did when it came to ministry, when it came to um, uh, a lot of different ventures <laughs> that I've been on, but specifically ministry it makes sense that since jesus is the finisher that we have this idea that we're just always going to finish like at the top of the game we're always going to like see everything to completion and I, talk about that a little bit man you you and me both were and this is not a jab at, at any ministry or any time or thing it's a fact of the matter i've been a part of some ministries that just my time there was done and it ended and it wasn't what I thought. It didn't look like what I thought it should have looked like at the end, meaning like the results, you know? Yeah. Talk, talk about the, the time, maybe the, maybe your last couple stops, um, you put time and you put effort into something with a goal in mind and whether it ended up like you thought or not. Um, You've you've shifted away from those things that you were putting your time and your effort into, um, to you know to a to a point. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. How how difficult was that for you to kind of end in <laughs> some things that were good in your life? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, one of the things I noticed that you said how how was that difficult, man? It, it still is. Yeah, honestly, man. It, day by day, I, I think about it. I think about Buckland. I think about Will Rose. I think about uh, every ministry that I've been a part of and how I don't think one of them has gone the way that I and I would have intended yeah. or I would have gone. And on one hand, I like, well, that's the beauty of God, man. His thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are not my ways. But on the same token, it, he he was in that. I saw his fruit from that. And it's not like the whole thing was a failure, it 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 was relationships built and relationships. Let's just be honest. some that aren't aren't living and active anymore. And yeah. that's the part to me. I guess that I feel like a failure. Man, maybe I could have done more, or maybe I should have done more. But at the end of the day, I think that God knows what He's doing. And there's been churches arise and fall throughout the beginning of the establishment of the church. And yeah. uh, I can't. I can, but I can't be always ready for the answer and question him why, you know? But the failure question is huge to me, bro, because I think men at large struggle with that. And whether they're willing to admit it or not, every man has felt like a failure. And you said you're a competitive guy. You said that in the beginning of this. And that all stems from me being afraid to fail. My my eight-year-old asked me one time, out of the blue, bro. Out of the blue. She's just coming to and she goes, Daddy, are you afraid to fail? And I said, What? No, you are. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it it stunned me, bro. It yeah. was like catching a haymaker. It was like catching a haymaker from Tyson. I didn't know what to say because it was I'd never heard so much so much truth wrapped in a question in my entire life because I knew the answer. Yeah. I am petrified of failing. Yeah. It is I am more scared of failing than dying. Yeah. Like I'll die trying before I fail, and that to me is why that that was such a, a blow. I think, and because we tried, bro, we we tried many different angles with that thing, all yeah. And I think our hearts were all for the kingdom of God. There wasn't a yeah. one person in there where I could say like, "Well, you're just not in this for Jesus." There's yeah. not one person that I could say about that, and that's what why it's like. Well, why didn't it work? Yeah. Why did it Why did it quote unquote fail? Yeah. And You know, the Lord is still revealing little things to me about that. Every, you know, every so often I'll I'll go back to that and I'll ask him like, why didn't that work out? Or why didn't the gathering work out? Or why didn't, you know, all these things that we were a part of, bro. You know, and and I think that it's all a part of this process of learning that the Lord has to deal with us in specific ways for us to understand his intention. And his intentions are always good. They're pure. They're pleasing, and we'll, we'll tie that to well. That was a good thing. So why? Well, maybe it wasn't. Let's just be real. Yep, maybe sure. there were some things about that that weren't good. And God will do. He'll go to the ends of the earth to take things from us and per, to protect us. That's that's
0: Period. Exactly right. Yep. He,
1: he'll he'll run to the end of the earth to stop us from jumping off a cliff. That's ultimately going to be our demise. Yeah. And that's why we have to continue to give him praise, even though we don't think it's lining up the way that we you know, that we think it should. Now, you know, were the intentions pure? Yeah. Were there some great things that happened? Yeah. But was there complete and total unity the entire time we were together? I don't think so. Yeah. And and, and I think that that's important for God to show how important unity is. It's good. Because you're part of something really healthy now. And guess what? Yeah. Everybody has a role and everybody does their role well in that place. I watch it. I see it. it. Spirit of God is in that place. That's obvious Mm -hmm. right down the street here. I'm seeing the same thing. I'm watching this church go from 70 to 280 to 300 every week. And it's, it's a simple gospel message, but they're following the standards and instruction for the kingdom of heaven, man. And so it's happening. And I, not to say that we weren't doing that.
0: No, I get it, man.
1: You started the convo with there's a time and a season for everything under the sun, man. There's a yeah. time for this church to be built up. There's a time for this church. Maybe this church to – when Jesus said the gate to hell won't prevail against my church, he wasn't talking about the Methodist church on the corner. <laughs> yeah, he was right. talking about big C, capital C. And so-and-so may be preaching from a platform or a podium with a 1,000 people on a Sunday, but Darren might be loving his wife in his home. It doesn't make him any less than less than a good. part of the
0: church. That's, that makes sense? It's real good. Um,
1: yeah. And and so for me, bro, that I I kind of wrap around that question of failure is my thoughts are not his thoughts, my ways are not his ways. And if 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 I need to fail at something for God to get his glory,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then I guess I'll fail at everything.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, that's good. Yeah, you know, we talked about fear of failure a little bit. And I think um I've I've gotten to the point in my life where I've realized that my fear of failure was like almost a hundred percent tied to fear of man. Like there's, there were so many moments in my life that I knew my life would be better. I'd have more peace if I would just let go of something and I felt permission to let go. But I was so concerned about what people were going to think, you know, about, Uh, about not finishing strong or not, you know, you, you said it was going to be like this and it's, you know, it's definitely not like that, but you're quitting, you know? And I went through that, I went through that and I know for a fact that you went through that. We had those conversations and I, I really did encourage you to like, dude, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks, (laughs) you know, you need to do what's best for your family. And looking back, you're able to see, to see the moments that you obeyed and did what God asked you to do. You touched people's lives. You screwed up in some areas. I screwed up in some areas and man i'm just so okay admitting that you know i'm so okay with like yep yeah, i screwed up right there you know i didn't yeah. do i didn't do it like i was supposed to do it right there and that's part yeah. of that's part of the reason that it didn't look like the fullness that god had for it you know cuz cuz i screwed up you screwed up we all screwed up and you know and I, there's there's plenty of other things that we could talk about that but i feel like this transitions well um, I do want to talk about, I wrote an article a few months ago called five keys to boldly entering your new season. And I really felt like Mm -hmm. the Lord was just showing me that a lot of the church doesn't understand how to transition into new seasons very well. And I was included in that, but I went through my transition. I've, I've, I've entered my season and the Lord keeps bringing this up about how, the church is just not trained and equipped to like navigate seasons very well, very properly. And these five points I sent to you a couple of weeks ago and, and you you were like, holy crap, I'm going through every one of those or every one of those, you know, mean something. And yeah. I wanted to kind of talk about each of these five points and then let you kind of discuss uh, personally how that represents what you're going through, if that, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. first one, number one on this five keys to boldly entering your new season, number one, I put, find the glory in the current or previous season. And the verse correlating with that was 2 Corinthians 3. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the, to the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And the idea that, as as kingdom bringers as believers in the kingdom of God we 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 know that God's called us to go from one glory to the next right you you know yeah. that we're called to live glory to glory so if you feel or you recognize that your season is transitioning it's shifting a new season has come it's it's easy to just leap into it and and with that failure thing in mind, of like, mm-hmm. oh, I failed the last season. So, you know, I hope this is an upgrade. It's probably a downgrade. It's the way my life goes, yada, yada, yada. I think it's very important for us to look back. Maybe, maybe you haven't fully transitioned to that new season yet and you're still in that old season, but you know it's coming. Or maybe you've left that old season. It's important for us to recognize the glory that we were in, the glory that we experienced so that we can fully appreciate the next season's glory, which is going to be greater, right? Yeah. It's going yeah. to be a greater glory. And if we're going to receive that, if we're going to believe that, we have to recognize the glory we were in before. So for mm-hmm. you, talk, talk to us about that for you. Are you able, have you been able to recognize the glory in your previous season? Actually, first of all, do you feel like you've transitioned into a new season? Are you like, looking ahead at a new season that you know is coming
1: yeah uh i i think that we're we're a mid trans uh mid transition right now yeah. and so um it's it's hard for me to really see what's ahead because i'm kind of fixed in and focused on just making this one happen right now in the moment yeah. and, and not squandering um the little blessings that are coming from it you know and not yeah. missing them and so, um, I'm, um, God's really taking his time with me right now. I guess if that, if that's, that's good, I feel like that's where I'm at with him. So right. you're able, uh, there,
0: so you're able to take the time then to recognize the, the glory that you're coming from, right? Yeah, man. will find yeah. those moments. And yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I mean, there, there were moments in last season that I, you know, I wouldn't trade for anything and you, you wanted to make this personal. So I'm just going to make it personal for a second. Um, for me, the glory that I'm seeing in the last season transition to this season is the freedom in saying no to specific things that were so easy for me to say yes to in the last season. Yeah. And not feel guilty for it, dude. It's good. Um, just flat out saying no. This is not on my radar of importance right now. And then not going, oh, gosh, I hope that person doesn't not get saved now because I didn't spend time with them or you know, good. maybe my daughter just needed me to hold her for five minutes longer than not talk to that person for ten minutes longer at church. Maybe it's something simple like that. But for me, that like God's showing me that look, you can really Scott, you can really get to a point where you idolize ministry. And that's not good for you. Yeah. Like I you know, like he, he showed me that. Like you've idolized ministry over just a personal uh simple but deep relationship with jesus and for me that's glory because he's revealing that to me and showing me a lesson learned yeah a lesson learned and and it all man this that verse the verse has all it goes back to this of you know my yoke is easy my burden is light like Mm. it's always just struggle and grind and there's no joy that's a pretty heavy yoke, man. That's yeah, it a pretty is. heavy burden. That's not what Jesus said. He said light yoke, easy yoke, light burden. Yeah. And so you know, it, it just shows it just shows the goodness and, and the grace of him to help me transition through this with me not fully knowing, bro. And I think yeah. he's okay with that. Yeah. Like because if I think that I have everything figured out and I've got all you know, man you know, man plans, but God determines the steps. Like if I think that I have it all figured out, then there's not really a lot of excitement in it. God can actually show me now through this transition what this next glory should look like. And maybe small, maybe minute to most, many people. But for me, it might be something spectacular, yeah. you know.
0: So let's establish so, it right now. What glory are you launching from right now? What, what glory is God establishing as your launching pad right now for your next glory? Um, if you could put I, it in a few words what would that be, glory be? Ooh, I, I think
1: um, personalization, man, like personalization on some things that maybe I've just gone along with in the past because it was the right thing to do or yeah. didn't want to ruffle any feathers. Now I'm actually in a position where <laughs> this sounds kind of weird, but like, if i say something that you know that's aligned with the word of god and you get offended by it i used to feel like i had to justify why i said that now i just don't care
0: yeah i just like
1: i'm not wavering from what the word of god is it's good i'll post something on social media or whatever and you know the hyenas will attack and i'm just like i have no desire to debate theology with you yeah or or to try to prove my point to you. If you can't see the truth in Christ Jesus, then we really don't have a lot in common anyway. Good. And that's yes. kind of where God, there's a. There's a, I think a bigger boldness that he's, I guess, personalization with the boldness, because you said something that struck my heart when you said it was really about fear of man. Dude, that is so true for me. Yeah. And people, it's funny, people look at you in a specific way because you're, you're physically built a certain way or they think you don't have any, insecurities or any issues like oh i know trust me (laughs) dude i'm probably the most one of the most insecure people that i know at times yeah and that's why i go to the gym that's why i'm there because that's how i deal with it and so it's the same thing in my faith that's why i go back to the truth because i need reassurance and reminders that this is who i am no matter what the world says about me
0: yeah
1: and and so, yeah, man, I, I think at large largest personalization on some things, putting putting Scott Tilly's flavor, because God loves different flavors, man. He's a multifaceted God, yep. he's multifaceted wisdom, and yep. he, I mean that's everybody. You know, there's so many people that are different colors in this world. That's why God made them that way because he he's multifaceted, man. He Good. loves the, loves unity and diversity. I guess I should say, but. That for me is kind of. I hope that kind
0: of hit. No, that's that good. Question. That's good. You've been a guy that's always poured out to other people, and it was it was good. I feel like you you ended your your season that you're coming from. I feel like it, it you rounded it off by allowing yourself to be ministered to for one. But mm-hmm. personalization is a good word. You actually started thinking about Scott Tilly, for once. You know, God's thought of you the whole time but you didn't mm-hmm. put a whole lot of thought into Scott Tilly I think I, you mm-hmm. did you poured out a lot and that's I'm not you know I'm not expecting you to be all Mr. Humble right now but it's true it's a fact everybody knows it and you've been taken advantage of a lot because of that mm-hmm. kindness and that goodness and yeah I think this is a that was a str- that was a strong way nope no more talking I'm ta- I'm finishing this Oh, okay.
1: okay okay go ahead <laughs> go ahead uh, it, it just struck me um another, another thing that the lord has been pouring out to me lately is um where where jesus says um you know the whole law is is hinged on these two love your neighbor you know love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind strength obviously and so the second is like it though and he says love your neighbor as you love yourself and i don't think this guy tilly has had a lot of time loving himself
0: yeah and
1: and i can't i'm not saying this because i was too busy helping other people i think I think if you find a way to love yourself through the love of God, then you have more to pour out for others that you need to love. And I think I've lacked in that, in that way, in so many areas of my life where it's been hard to love myself because I never felt like I was doing enough. Yeah. And the whole time the Lord's like, well, I didn't even ask you to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're adding to it. Yeah. It's
1: good. <laughs> you know, so You can't love others well if you don't love yourself. And that's not vain. I mean, that's scripture. Love others. It's hard to say, isn't
0: it? Isn't it? It's it's still kind of hard to say. And I get it. Like the idea of I didn't love myself. That sounds prideful, but it's a fact. It's a kingdom process.
1: God made me just like He made you. It's That's easy right. for me to say God loves you, bro. What 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 would change with the world and even teenage girls If I and boys actually believed it, <laughs> kids, they they wake yeah. up every morning, look in the mirror, and say God loves you. Yeah, Jesus loves you. It's good. It's easy to say to somebody else, but yeah. can you say that to yourself in the mirror every day? I good. think you need to say that in the mirror ten times until it's comfortable. Then you can get ready for the day. It's
0: good. Yeah, it, you it, and you probably it should be illegal for you to give out to somebody else if you don't believe it for yourself. Right? Yeah, man. Okay. Number two, honor the people that played a part in your growth. Establish gratefulness before you exit. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The whole point of that segment was, I think it's really easy for us to launch into a new season bagging all the things that happened in the previous season. I've done it. you And I think the whole it, it, it's the whole idea that why would God pull me from something that was good? Mm-hmm. You know, like why would he pull me from something that is good? There, there had to have been something wrong with that last season for it not to be for me. And so you go in and you start picking at it. And you start looking for all the bad things that happened. Oh, now it makes sense that I'm in a new season because that last season sucked. All the people in yeah. it sucked they weren't for me. These people aren't for me, yada, yada, yada. And it just, that's not, that's not thankfulness. That's not gratefulness. That's not believing that God has like good things for you. And yeah. for you, how maybe you're in that process right now of being able to look at, like I had to go through a, through healthy steps. Cause I, I had some hurt and I had some, some funky healing things that I had to do in my season of transition and wow. a lot a lot of that did have to do with looking at specific people, and God, I'm so thankful for that person. I'm so thankful for the growth that came from my relationship with that person. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that that person was in my corner for that season because I really, really needed that from that person. Um, how about you are you are you are you able to look? at your, your previous season and and be thankful for the people that, that helped establish like growth in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I guess I'm blessed to not have any really hurt or or open wounds from, from those previous relationships. Um, Because it's easy for us to um, just, just move on and not talk to or about and just establish this whole new thing instead of actually go like you said going through those steps and kind of i think you have to dig for that too because sometimes yeah. what you'll find there actually was some hurt there that you didn't see that you were just kind of covering yeah. and i've done that i've done that i've prayed and lord is there anything with anybody and i can't say for me that there is yeah uh, with any any of the amazing people that i've had the great opportunity and pleasure to witness with um they've been amazing and they continue to be amazing. Yeah. You know, they're all men of God. And, and um, so it's, it's, it's that for me is an easier transition because there's really, there's no bad there for me. Yeah. Um, we all came together. We all prayed about this. We all, we all knew what was needed to be done and we, we just did it, you yeah. know, and it wasn't like a quick, okay. It's like we process this weekly. We get together and pray. And what do we want to do? What, You know, how do we want to navigate this? And not that not that all of us absolutely had the right answer, but we were willing to pray about it together and try to find it together. That's good. And so so, man, yeah, those guys and gals have been amazing, continue to be amazing. And I have but I've seen that I've definitely seen that like, well, this is why I'm leaving. And you try to find a reason whether it's good or bad. Yeah, because you want to because you want to have. Are you still there? Yep, I'm got you. Okay. Because you wanna have like you wanna have a reason when somebody asks you. So you, you narrate this in your mind and That's you play right. it out. So well if Jamie comes to me or, or Todd or Steve comes to me down, you know, here in a little bit at work and asks me what's going on out there at the church, yep. I gotta have an answer, you know. Yeah. And I've been I've been in that situation, but with me now, bro, I, it, it's an easy it's an easy thing, I yeah. guess. I, that sounds because it, because no, I it's
0: still a relationship with. You, you it's know? good, no, and I I, I don't want to project any of these issues on yeah. you. If these aren't yours, yeah. bro, let them let them slide off, yeah. and that's awesome. What I can speak to is I think that oftentimes we measure like the mile markers that we use to to ne- to navigate seasons changing are yeah. ne- are negative mile markers. So like yeah, in my life, every time there was a negative event or a, a even a very um, oh traumatic event that happened I automatically say that was the end of a season. does that make sense yeah yeah
1: of course
0: and and so then we go on and we live for a few years or whatever and then all of a sudden there's a negative event well obviously that's another season. I don't know that that's always the case, you know I think there's lessons to learn in every season that we're in but what will happen is, if you don't, if you're not able to look at the at the people that you've been in contact with and in relationship with and even struggled with, and find the the amazing role that God used to to play that part of growth in your life, what's gonna happen is these seasons are gonna bleed together. So I, mm-hmm. because we're gonna, it's it's like a smear, you're gonna smear all this negative stuff into the, the next season. And it just bleeds together when there was actually meant to be solid transition. I, I don't know if any of that yeah. made sense. but oh, I, oh, Like, sense. I know that I did that in my life. Like, I I allowed these negative traumatic things to be like the mile marker. Like, oh, next season, boom. Yeah. Oh, things are good and yeah. rosy. <laughs> clearly, clearly, this is the right season. Boom, traumatic event. Oh, new season, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's... I just think it's important for us to be able to look back and think, you know what? As much as that person was difficult for me, mm-hmm. I'm thankful, God. Thank you for leading me through that yeah, relationship. Yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm not telling us to be fake it, you know, fake it till we make it. I'm saying look at that situation and say, I'm glad that I had that iron in my life to sharpen me <laughs> at the very yeah. least. You know? At yeah, the very least.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Hundred yeah. percent.
0: So number three, and this is one that you kind of hit on, but I, I really like this topic a lot. You don't have to defend yourself or your reputation from mistakes you made. Recognize them, own up to them, and move on. Mm. And the example, and I love this example in Mark fifteen three. it was Jesus' trial when he was on trial. The leading yeah. priests kept accusing him of many crimes, and Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer them? Like he, they were literally like, Pilate was like, who are you? They're saying you're this, you know, they're, they're saying all these horrible things about you. What about right. all these charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus said nothing much to Pilate's surprise. And I, that, that picture really hit me when, when I wrote this, I, I had just watched passion of the Christ and that came to life when Pilate, in, in the movie, Pilate was actually kind of on Jesus' side. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. All it's going to take is for you to just defend yourself. Just say yeah. something. And Jesus literally stood there. Mm-hmm. Al- almost like, who do you think I am, bro? Yeah. I don't have to say any more than I've already said, you know? Right. I don't have right. to do any more than I've already done. Who do you think I am, you know? And I think that's just very, very healthy for us. I had to go through that too, the idea that, especially with the whole feel of fear of failure thing, bro, yeah. you do not have to defend yourself anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let, yeah. And especially if, if we're allowing our lives to be a testimony, you know, if we're, if we're letting our yes be yes and our no be no, and we're men of integrity, freaking make decisions in your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. make decisions yeah. boldly, confidently, And be humble enough to say, I really, really screwed that up. And I don't have to, I mean, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's not good enough. You know, talk about any of that with you. You talked about it a little bit, but just the idea of not having to defend yourself for anything.
1: I, uh, I think, well, I think when you have specific platforms in life that you, you think that kind of comes with the territory. You feel like that comes with the territory. But the thing I love about Jesus is, he lived his life in such a way that he reflected the light of the father that if anybody didn't know him that's because they didn't want to know him yeah and and as he stood on that stage with pilot you know i think about that too often and you know they're both jabbing at him who are you tell us who you are like you said it's gonna take one one word and you'll be scot free Yep. Yeah. and I feel like in that moment, Jesus is staring at everybody going, if you don't know who I am by now, you're never going to know.
0: That's good. And
1: I've proven myself or and or and or and or through the miracles, yep. the miraculous, casting out the demons through the healing through, you know, the teachings. If you don't know me by now, then you don't know me. I've had these conversations with people before loving church people who have, um, you know, tried to call me out on certain things and not specific like instances, but like checking my heart on things. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just, I'm like, if you think that I would have done that on purpose, then you have no idea who I am even after seven years of knowing me. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. So I really don't have to give you an explanation. Yep. And that's just life, man. I I found the comfortability in knowing that. That's that, that kind of bounces off that personalization. Like, yeah. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you're you're going to be considered as vain, first of all. Well, he, he's he's just holier than thou. And no, we all miss it. We all make mistakes. But when when you have those days, because sometimes you don't have those days. Yeah. Well, you just it's in, infused with the Word, bro. I'm talking about you're a living epistle. It's just in you, and you know, those things come at you. It's easy to say, look, man, I love you. I really don't have to explain myself to you. That's right. Like, it, w- first of all, where are you wanting to go with this conversation? If you're yeah. wanting to nitpick and I don't have time for it. I got too many people to love. I got too many people that depend on me that I can't, I can't accept this negativity. It's good. And what I found, bro, is you're going to find, huh, you're going to find, a lot of that within the walls of the church before you're gonna find it from a non-believer picking upon a, a believer. Yeah. That's where that's that's what breaks my heart. Yep. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. But yep, you don't have to explain yourself if you're living in the light of Christ. Period. Yeah, you you all you have to do is give it be ready to give an account for the hope that you carry.
0: That's it. And if they don't receive that, that has nothing to do with you. Yep. It's good. I want to read the last the last sentence in that section. Not everyone appreciates you for who you are. And just like Jesus, the success of your mission is not determined by other people's opinions. It's determined by the position of your heart as you walk in obedience. And that's it. That's it. Nobody's opinion means jack. Mm -hmm. Number four, and this transitions well for those people that opinions don't matter to you. (laughs) There's many of them. Cut ties with people, places, and things that are not supposed to go into the new season with you.
1: Mm.
0: Philippians three thirteen. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on yeah. to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're focused on your race and you're focused on your lane and you recognize that a season is changing, you are going to recognize because God's going to highlight them to you. I promise those people that are not supposed to go in the new, into the new season with you. Wow. This one, this one was tough for me because I like to think that relationships are very important. I do believe mm-hmm. relationships are very important. And when you put like, effort and when you put uh, heart and soul into relationships you expect them to last you know and you expect them to be fruitful always yeah and sometimes it's just not the case sometimes like you know I I came to this season where I was like man and I, I think I shared this with you too at the time was like nothing I've done is fruitful <laughs> you know yes. it's not it's not healthy I'm not saying I was in the right place but when I was when I was Processing that I'm like every ministry I touch turns to crap, every relationship I've had turns to crap, nothing's fruitful. And there's definitely I think there's a healthy time frame that you can allow those thoughts to come. But there comes a mm-hmm. time when you just have to, you know what, God, <laughs> I'm going where you're going. And those relationships, it is safe to say they may not be fruitful in the next season right you know right. i i've put in time i put in effort they were fruitful for a season like a lot of fruit trees right yeah, yeah. they're not going to be fruitful in the next season talk right. about that with you again you don't need to get all detailed if you don't want to but there's 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 times that and i'll say this too i'll go into this i i, I deliberately had to just allow certain relationships to go and they were they were fine relationships You know, they were, they were okay relationships. They were relationships that I didn't have like beef in, or I didn't have like difficult things in. It's just God wanted my time in other relationships, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And there's a few, there's only a few, honestly, that I believe God gave me permission to hang on to. And for whatever reason, bro, you're one of them that I can, I can't get rid of. Like God, God, (laughs) God, God continues to put you on my heart, you know? And I feel like I'm, I am called to continue to pour into you as soil and we don't do Mm -hmm. it often, but we, we're brothers, man. You know, we're brothers. And I I think it's one of those things where there's those, there's some people that you're called to run with and you're called to just, you're strapped to them, you know? And and some God's just allowing you to cut those cords for time reasons, for purpose reasons, for whatever. And talk about that a little bit. And you're in your next season transition. Do you feel that? Do you feel that call to maybe cut some of those free? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think it's a tough topic. To talk about because you don't want to offend anybody or you don't want to perceive like you did something wrong sometimes you didn't do anything wrong you just don't you just don't go with me in the next season i don't go with you in the next season and i think that we have to come to a point where that's okay because you know what i got this vision of when you were talking was about the voices that we're hearing Mm. about the voices that voices that are speaking to us and god knows um the voices that are good for us and he knows the voices that aren't so good for us. And if if he has to distance us from some of those voices that are hindering our, um, our will or his will for our lives, then it's okay, man. Like it's totally okay. Just to to, to shy away from that and not feel bad about it. I mean, I, I believe that every time that you establish ministry and you move on, from that ministry, there's going to be those people that you're just not going to talk to anymore. Yeah. There's also going to be those people, a few probably that you're going to remain faithful with. And, and man, you really fathered me. Well, you really, you really gave me advice when I needed it. And I, and I feel like for, for you and me, yeah. that, that just put that on stage for a moment. I've gleaned a lot from you, like your wisdom, you're a man of wisdom. And I, 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 trust what you say, bro. Yeah. You know, like your words carry weight. And when we talk on the phone for 35, 45, 50 minutes, you know, during all that craziness that was happening with me a couple months ago, like I always knew you always knew what to say. Yeah. You always knew what to tell me and not stroke my ego and it's going to be okay, buddy. But it was like, it was like a spurring arm. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. let's go, you it's know? Good. And that's what I need. Yeah. And God knows that. And that's why we still carry this connection, man. That's why we always will. because he knows that we need that. Both of us need that.
0: Yeah. And what, you know, I, I kind of made that sound like a really negative, you know, the, the negative people in your life. And that's not always the case. I think for you as a, as a pastor, as a minister, a lot of times mm-hmm. your circle of influence is like, it just grows and grows and grows because you're pouring into so many people and when you transition to a new season holy crap you can't <laughs> you can't continue to pour yeah. into everyone all the time at all time you know what i mean and so there's going to be those moments too where people are like you know why aren't you pouring into me like you used to well because you can now eat freaking food you know like yeah. it's time to start <laughs> eating on your own and i wow. think that's almost yeah. a pr- that's a permission word for for ma- for pastors and ministers. You know, like uh-huh. you guys are not the shepherd. <laughs> You're a shepherd. You know, and you've been given a flock, and you might you might be called out of that flock at some point. You know, and God's not going to leave His sheep stranded. But yeah, you know, yeah. Scott Tilly's not not the world's pastor. You know,
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, he's a father. He's a he, he's yeah. a The son, he's a a husband, um, you know, and he's an educator (laughs) now. And so, yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good, bro. And I, I didn't, I didn't take negativity from that light. I think it, it, those relationships, sometimes they're just, they don't, they don't last. Yeah. It's okay.
0: It's okay. For me, there was, I mean, there, there was some toxic relationships in some previous seasons that I've been involved in straight up that, I wanted to to restore, you know, and I wanted to see those things restored and I wanted to see those things, you know, flourish and all this stuff. And at some point it's like, you know, there's a time, (laughs) there's a time to mourn, there's a time to laugh. And it's just important for us to recognize when the season's changing, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't get left behind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to read this last one and then I want to go into another point. Uh, okay. And we're, I don't want to keep you here all night long either. So I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, yeah. The
0: final one, number five, step into the new season with great expectation. Romans 8 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Step into yeah. the new season with great expectation. Scott Tilly, yeah. are you stepping into your new season? with great expectation
1: i am man i am there's there's two things on my mind really really heavy um it's deeper connection with my wife and deeper connection with my children those are like the two main things and i'm not even trying to think too far outside of that because god's given me opportunity to minister in season and out of season i'm still doing the thing and yet more once a month and that's going to continue but I really want to focus on those two things. And being in a town of I don't know how many people there, three, four hundred, like yeah. we're on the far, we're almost in the country. Like that's what that's who I'm gonna have time with. I can see God setting this thing up if I'll if I'll if I'll just do it. Yeah. You know? And so that that's that's my expectation to have a deeper relationship with my wife and a deeper relationship with my son.
0: Yeah. And
1: outside of that, dude, I think everything outside of that's gonna be a cherry on top.
0: Yeah. And you have more time, right? I mean, you've yeah. you've straight up been given more time because of a decision you made to step away from ministry, church ministry, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about talk about that a little bit. I didn't really allow you time to do that. Talk about your your transition in just in a surface-y way. You you were a you were a full time leading a church pastor in Buckland. You left mm-hmm. that to kind of joined forces with us in Dodge city running mm-hmm. as a, as a pastor, actually step back into the, the workplace, right. The workforce wanted out of that really bad to be full-time ministry. I've been there. Now you're back in it, right? What are you doing right now? Like occupation wise, what are you doing?
1: So I, I work at, um, I'm still training. I train in the evenings. I have clients in the evenings. I have online actually as well. I'm, I've just finished about 70 or 80 videos of, um, personal training videos, 15, 20 seconds, 30 nice. seconds, uh, going through lifts. And we're going to, we're putting those into a, um, almost like a click funnel system and we're going to sell this program and right on. I'm gonna, it's going to have Zoom calls, you know, and, and personal accountability and, and devotions and prayer. It's going to be kind of, all of the above. Yeah. And so I'm excited to get that, that launched. Um, that's for Eternity first. Fit, right? Yes, yes that's, that's yeah. Eternity Fit, um, which I think will give me a broader reach, too, um, for more people. And so I'm still doing the training thing. I am working at JSRC, Juvenile um, Services, and that uh, takes
0: up 7.30 to 3 uh, in my day um You got it. You still, got a full time. You're working all day, Mister Banker. <laughs> working all
1: day, man. Seven thirty to three into the gym from about three to three thirty to seven, and yeah. then I'm still ministering, man. We're still doing fire fall once a month in Jetmore. Has been awesome. There's been some amazing things. We saw some uh, rededication, some baptisms, some healing The Holy Spirit is, and, and God's given me the grace to do that all, man, and not get burnt out. Like yeah, He's uh, I have energy. I feel good. And, you know, uh, I'm doing that. I'm doing the full-time business, man, full-time work all the time. My wife just dropped a t-shirt company, Tilly's T. She's, these things are flying off the shelf. And yeah. so she's trying to get me, learn, uh, I need to get learned up in this business so I can help her. Cause I have a feeling it's probably going to be bigger than anything that I'm doing. Yeah. So, and which I think is another thing that's, that's cool that, that God's work is going to kind of give her some, some more purpose and, and understanding uh, her, her walk with him, and so yeah, dude. Uh, doing just doing it all, man. Um, getting back to the farm when I can, building fence with the cousin, and it's just anything that's open, I'm kind of stepping into it right now. Yeah, so
0: are you fulfilled? Having that time. are you fulfilled?
1: I feel like I, I'm getting there. I don't know that you know, some things, and that's on me, that's not on God. He, yeah, yeah. I don't have as much of him as I want, but I definitely haven't this season has been less intimate time with him for me. And I need to ramp that up just to be real honest. I need to, I need to ramp that intimacy up with the father. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So to close this thing out, man, share with us, talk to the people that are maybe recognizing, maybe noticing that their season is changing. One thing I wanted to hit on real quick too, uh, just a point we need to be careful what we're looking at as markers for the seasons change just because the things around us are shifting and changing. Doesn't mean that we are, doesn't mean that we're supposed to, I feel like a lot of times we gauge it by what's blowing around because the winds blowing. And in those times, there are times that God calls us to stand and God, God calls us to be still and God calls us to, stand firm when the things around us look like they're shifting. I think if we're, if we're holding tight to the word and we're holding tight to the king, uh, we'll know, we'll know when it's time to shift and we'll know when it's time to move. And, um, you're, you're experiencing that moment where you know that it's time for you to physically move, but with that Mm -hmm. physical move is going to come a, a spiritual shift as well, I think. So talk to those people, Mm -hmm. man, that are in that, in that transition, that chaotic, time of maybe not fully <sighs> knowing if if if, it, if it's a season's change or not but talk to yeah. that person
1: yeah I, I was just thinking when you were when you were talking I don't know what my phone's being you still there buddy you're good yep Sorry, my, phone, my phone said I got 10 ten uh ten percent left oh so, there you go anyway um uh at large um just go at God's pace, man. I was thinking about when God, when Jesus called the disciples, there was a learning season. You know, there was a learning season where he sat and you taught. And I think a lot of people get this mantle of ministry and they just want to run straight forward and and preach from the mountaintops. And that's all good. It's good to have that zeal. But man, we got to learn. There's a lot that we have to learn, and we can only learn true wisdom by reading the Word of God. And so take your time in listening to Him and learning from Him. He He's the good teacher. Mm. Um, and and don't I'm trying to figure out how I explain it. Don't negate the small beginning in transition. Because transition, we think of a big thing, right? And transition can be something super, super small in your life. You know, from season to season. So don't don't neglect the small thing. And just trust God that He knows what He's doing because He's been doing it. Since the beginning of time. And he knows what's best for you. Even if it's unfamiliar, even if you don't have full clarity, look, if you have full clarity on your next move, that doesn't take a lot of faith. It's
0: good, man. And so
1: faith, faith is the what? Substance. The evidence. Substance. Yep. Substance and evidence. So there's going to be substance to your transition. There's going to be substance to your next season. There's going to be evidence. You're not going to be the same. There may be some differences. There may be some changes, some frictional changes, some things that you really are struggling with and you don't like, and God's okay with that. Be honest with him, man. Like, God, this is hard for me. I really don't like this. I think that the one thing that we have to realize as believers is that we need to start being more honest to God. Like just tell him how we feel. Tell him exactly how we feel because he already knows. Don't try to church it up and, Pray some prayer that you're going to try to get his attention. You already have it. That's good. As a believer, you already have his attention. So he knows what your needs, and he's going to provide every
0: one of them. That's good. Bro, I love you. Love you too, man. I love you a lot, man. (laughs) Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for being honest, being vulnerable, sharing your heart with us. Um, I think people are going to be blessed. And the church is going to be equipped, bro. Yes. They're going to be equipped yeah. to navigate seasons. We're called to navigate where we're at. Well, you know, not being clumsy, not being you know, guess and test. We're, we're called to obey, to follow, to be bold, to be confident. And uh, you can you can leave one season and head into the next season with a ton of bold boldness and, and confidence. And, uh, confident. I think we're going to. I'm proud of you, man. Amen. Thanks, brother.
1: You too, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, buddy. Love you. Love you too, buddy.
0: See ya.